Shalom and God bless you. Welcome to Fruit of the Vine Ministries. My name is John Davison. Thank you for joining us. Listen, I want to talk to you about quenching the fiery darts of the enemy. Quenching the fiery darts of the enemy. Listen, this thing sounds like it's, you know, some major demonic spiritual force, some type of major war that's taking place and you need to just really battle and you just really need to, you know, suit up. And and I've seen so many different people through End Times uh, YouTube uh, channels and, and different Facebook pages, you know, get really carried away by how we quench the fiery darts of the enemy. But listen, the Word of God is very clear on how this actually takes place and how you can live victorious, how you can identify the fiery darts and also how you can quench them. This word that's being used, and I'm going to read, let me read the scripture to you. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 10. And this is talking about putting on the full armor of God. It says this, Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, notice the emphasis. It says, be strong in the Lord. It says, and in the power of His might. So the emphasis here is on the Father. The emphasis here is on what Jesus has accomplished. The emphasis here is on who Jesus is, what He's done, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power that resides in you if you're a born-again believer and follower of Jesus Christ. In the power of His might and not your own. But then He tells you, He says, that this is your part. To put on the whole armor of God, it says that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So he's talking about the, that even as a believer, it says that the, the, the enemy has schemes, he has plots, things that, that he wants to, to try to interject into your life to get you off course. You might be born again, you might be saved, you may be going to heaven one day, but there's still a, a, a battle that actually is taking place and it tells us to be renewed by the Spirit, okay? And it tells us to be renewed in our minds and in our thinking and the way we process things, the way we view the world. And he tells us about this spiritual armor that takes place. And it says this, For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So what is the warfare? Is it a struggle in your flesh? Is it a struggle with flesh and blood? Is it a war with somebody else? Is it, is it, is it literally looking at people and pointing at them and saying, well, they're demonic and they're demon-possessed? Is it, is it identifying all of these things? Or is it not against flesh and blood? Is it literally against spirits and spirits and principalities that are trying to come against you as a believer? And even that statement in itself is a dangerous statement because people will say that it's against you when really what it's against is the kingdom of God within you. It's about the kingdom of God advancing and it advances through you. It says the manifold wisdom of God is being made known by the church. So that, the, that means that the church, a born again believer, is the one who has the kingdom of God. It says the king, Jesus said the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And so therefore, if the kingdom of heaven advances by getting the kingdom into other people, then what the enemy wants to do is have you as a believer, number one, not understanding the will of God, number two, being discouraged in this world, 
And number three, constantly being concerned about what everybody else thinks about you. These, these three areas are really quenching the church. And, and, and what we should be doing is we should be quenching the fiery darts of the enemy. So listen to what it says here. In verse 13, Ephesians 6. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist the evil days. And having done all to stand, you have stood. Stand therefore, listen to this, having your waist girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with readiness of the gospel of peace. And above all, listen, here's what he says. We're not going to go through all of, all of the, the, the armor here, but he says, above all, listen to this, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Above all, taking up the shield of faith. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to take up the shield of faith so that we can quench the fiery darts of the enemy? That means to me that the enemy is actually shooting fiery darts to see if he can get us to move and to be shaken. Jesus told a parable about a man, a wise builder. And he said this. He said, He who listens to my teachings and does what they say and puts them into practice will be like a man who built his house upon the rock. He said that when the storms came, notice the wording here. Jesus doesn't say that just because you build your life on the foundation of Christ, that storms aren't going to come. What he's saying is, is that the truth of the gospel, the truth of who Jesus is, is where you build your life foundation upon and your life moves from. And in that, you are steadfast, strong, and immovable in that truth that when the storms come, that you won't be moved by it. Let me say that again. Jesus didn't promise that storms wouldn't come. What he said is, is that if you ground yourself in the truth of the Word of God, regardless of what you see, you feel, or you think, or even things that you've experienced, because experiences can be lies, even what you've experienced, he says, if you base your reality on what I say, when the storms come, you will not be moved. I want to make something very clear. It says that these fiery darts are actually extinguished by faith. It's by faith. If you're saved by grace through faith, grace being God's supernatural ability, strength, and empowerment in your life. So if grace comes through faith, then it's going to take faith in order for God's strength to come into your life in any given situation. You can only access grace through faith. So how do we know faith? How do we know it's true and how do we do this? It's very simple. We have to know the will of God. Let me read something to you in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, Formerly you who were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. It says, Walk as children, live, have your being, your existence, the place that you move from in all of your actions. It says, Walk as children of light. That word light in the Greek means knowledge. Walk in the knowledge of who you are, 
of who Jesus is. Listen to this. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. There's that truth word again. In verse 10, it says, So you may prove what is pleasing to the Lord. So righteousness, which you're made righteous by Christ and what He did on the cross through His blood, death, burial, resurrection. It says, through the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 23 tells you exactly what the fruit of the Spirit is and the most emphasis there is love, walking in love. And it says, through truth, Jesus said that, that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by Him. So that's a little groundwork. I want to give you one more scripture, and then we're going to dig into this just a little bit further. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. See then that you walk carefully. There's that word again, walk. means to live, to be, to have your existence in. See to it that you walk carefully, not as fools. What is a fool? A fool is somebody who doesn't know any better. It says not as fools, but as wise people. It says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unknowledgeable, do not be unwise, but understand, have a firm grip, a grasp, it says, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So he tells us here in Ephesians to understand God's will to understand God's truth, and to walk by the Holy Spirit. Faith is taking the truth of God and believing that above your circumstances. Listen to this. I'm going to take it to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 says this, God, who at various times and in diverse ways spoke long ago to the fathers through the prophets... And in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, and through whom He made the world. He is the brightness of His glory. He is the express, exact image of the Father. And upholds all things by the word of His power. When He had by Himself purged our sins... He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. What is it saying in here? It says that by the word of God, the truth of God, by what Jesus accomplished, and it says that Father God spoke to us, and He is, Jesus is, the express, exact representation of the Father. So let's go back to Ephesians. It said that we take up, right... It says that we need to take up this shield of faith by which we quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Again, I want to express this again. The darts are going to come. However, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, as Hebrews tells us, the author and perfecter of our faith, then that means that we, in turn, know the will of God and we know that no matter what happens in our life, no matter what we see, no matter what physically manifests in front of us, no matter how we feel. You know, a lot of people move on feelings. I just feel like God isn't here. I feel like God isn't hearing me. Are you born again? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? 
Well, then listen, it says the Holy Spirit is in you, and the Holy Spirit is the mind of the Father. And if the presence of the Holy Spirit is in you, then that means that Father hasn't left you. And the Lord said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. So that means that your feeling of God not being there is actually just an imagination. That's not faith, it's not truth, it's not believing what God says about you, it's believing what you feel. And see, that's how the enemy works. The enemy comes... And he tries to get a Christian to live a sensual life. He wants you to live off your experiences, your feelings, and your emotions instead of truth. Because feelings are not faith. Emotions are not faith. What you see is not faith because we walk by faith and not by sight. So anytime you are living or working or or making a decision based on what you see, you feel, or you experience... You subvert faith. And so since you've laid down the shield of faith, that means the fiery darts are going to come at you and they're going to hit you. They're going to hit you. Because it's not done in faith. Scripture tells us if it's not in faith, then it's not pleasing to God. And you cannot quench the fiery darts without being founded in the Word of God and knowing the will of the Father. I want to give you an example. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oftentimes, this will be a scripture maybe that's used, because it says this, they told the king, they said, well, we know that we're just going to serve our God. And whether you throw us into the fire or not, we're not going to bow down to your statue. And whether he delivers us or he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. In other words, whether God's will is for us to live or to die, you know, we don't know. And so we say to ourselves at that moment, see, even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't know the will of God. So how do we know the will of God? Isn't that arrogant? Isn't that presumptuous? Well, I think that that scripture there is being taken out of its context. Because Hebrews chapter 11 tells us about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the New Testament. And it says that the emphasis of that story was their faith. Get this now. There was never an experience that happened prior to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that we have recorded where anybody was thrown into a furnace. So they didn't know whether God was going to deliver them, obviously. However, we, on the other hand, as New Testament believers, we have Jesus. They didn't have Jesus. They had faith. They didn't back down on who they were going to serve. And they knew that God could deliver them. They knew that God... Listen... They knew Father could deliver them. So it's not false hope. It's not giving somebody hope in something that's not going to happen. It's actually building up faith and going from faith to faith. And what happened at the end of that story? Yes, maybe they didn't know the will of the Father. But what happened is God's heart was to deliver these men as they stood in faith. And guess what it was? It was a fire It was a fiery dart of the enemy trying to consume them. And the fiery dart that was meant to destroy them, because of their faith, they walked right through the fire. And guess who was with them? Jesus, Yeshua. Yeshua was with them the whole time. And so it's faith. And so we look at Jesus. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. It says He's the author and perfecter of our faith. What that tells me is is that it's not just faith to get saved. It's faith to walk just like Christ. It says that He is the perfecter of our faith, which means that our faith still yet needs to be perfected. 
So we ask, Father, to increase our faith. Galatians 5, 23 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness, meaning you're full of faith. So regardless of what the enemy throws at you, we need to know God's will. We need to know Jesus. We need to know Him. We need to study Jesus. We need to get back into this Word of God. We need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We need to read the book of Acts. We need to read Revelation. We need to read the letters to the churches. We need to read these things. We need to take them as absolute truths that are immovable, that are the rock, so that when the storm comes, when the fiery dark comes, we stand in faith and say, listen, I know what I'm seeing, but I walk by faith and not by sight. And Father comes in, and Scripture says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Jesus healed everyone who came to Him. That is the will of the Father, is for redemption, for wholeness, and for healing to come to the nations. And it is made known and manifest through the church. Are you saved? Are you born again? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? See, this is our faith. This is overcoming. To he who overcomes, he says, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life that is in the paradise of God. See, listen, you have to be an overcomer, and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and that we don't love our lives so much as to shrink back from death. Listen, perfect love casts out all fear, and anything not done in faith and trusting the Father is taking off your armor and laying it down and becoming an open target to the enemy. You have to know God. You have to know the Father. Jesus said in John 17, 3, that this is eternal life, that they would know the Father, knowing Him intimately, not just His name, not just what He's done, not just that He's God, but know Him intimately, understand His mind. And it says that who has known the mind of the Lord, right? Who has known the mind of man except for the spirit of man within Him? Likewise, who knows the mind of the Lord except for the spirit of the Lord? But we have the mind of Christ. When we got born again, we were given the mind of Christ. We just have to activate it in faith. We need to start speaking faith. Father, I thank you that you've given me your mind. I thank you, Father, you give me the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that, that you gave me everything I need to be an overcomer in this world. I thank you, Jesus, that what you did on the cross was enough. I thank you that your blood is greater. I don't need extra special deliverance. I don't need, the, I don't need blood plus. I just need the blood of Christ... I need to allow the blood to wash me of all unrighteousness, and I need to activate faith. I need to step out and say, yes, Father, I believe this. So whatever you're going through right now, I would encourage you, get in the Word of God. Look at Jesus' life. Look at your life. Look at Jesus' life. Look at your life. Look at Jesus' life. Look at your life. And say, Father, I know that it's possible for me to live like Jesus in this world. And you've made it capable through the blood of the Lamb. You've made it to where I can. Father, increase my faith that in these last days I might be strong, strengthen, and bring others into the kingdom. Because our war is not against flesh and blood. Father, I thank you that I don't have to war against people. I don't have to worry against circumstances. All I have to do is stand in faith that you are who you say you are. I am who I say I am. And I am firmly founded in the Son. Of righteousness. So I hope this has been a great encouragement to you. I hope that you've been blessed by this. And I bless you for watching and I thank you. Praise God for you. I encourage you to get a hold of us on our Facebook, our YouTube, check out some of our other videos. And also if you would visit our website, there's many ways to connect with us there and email as well. 
please let us know how this has affected your walk with Jesus. Thank you for watching. This is John from Fruit of the Vine Ministries. Shalom.